Three, two, one, let's go! Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Mission Forge. It's really good to be back at the desk, back at my microphone. I enjoy this process so much, and I really thank you for joining me on Mission Forge. This is where iron sharpens iron. And I'm Bobby Jankovic. I'm the broker of Remax Capital. I've got a really great topic today. I'm really excited about it, and this is just for every Buddy out there, every real estate agent out there. This is um, some great content. I I put it together, picked up a little bit from my conference. I picked up a little bit from my agent, and I picked up a little bit for myself. And you know, this is not um, something that you should overlook. This is an idea that is going to hit a couple of important uh, birds with one stone if you can pull it off. And it's really not all that complicated. So without further ado, let me jump in. Uh, the title of today's uh, podcast is Creating a Video Presence and Systematizing at the Same Time. That's kind of a mouthful. As I was developing the show notes, I decided to go ahead and break it into two. So this is going to be part one of two podcasts because I just don't want to go too long. And I thought it kind of had a natural break in the middle and so you'll see part two of two, which is I'm going to film, uh, film it. I'm going to record it right after this. Um, but what, it's a mouthful, creating a video presence and systematizing at the same time. So let me do a little background, a little preface here. You know, video is a terrific way to get your message to an intended audience. Um, you know, if you think about social media and scrolling through um you know, you see something that somebody has written, you're sort of likely to take a look at it. If it's got a photograph, you're more likely to look at it. Um, but if it has a video attached to it, the chances that you're going to stop and give it a little bit more time and thought, the the, the numbers just go way, way up. Um, so that's, you know, connecting with your intended audience. But as realtors, we are always trying to expand our audience. You know, we want to grow our sphere of influence. And so, you know, while you're communicating effectively with your target audience, you can be at the same time growing that audience. What a great idea. And so you've heard the push for video. I know you have. A lot of us have joined in on video. A lot of you are on the sidelines, nervous about it. Um, so, you know, you need to take a listen to this, um, because the statistics are out there. Now I'm not going to run through a lot of numbers with you. Um, but the statistics are there, they're proven and that people do respond to video, especially if it's done well. Um, it's even proven if you don't do it well, you know, and, and, you know, people, there is a authenticity to raw video um, that 
sort of still endears the the subject to the the audience you know when you make a flub or you um stumble over a word or you know if there's some loud noise in the background or you know just things happen life happens right people like they like real and so while polished video is enjoyable to watch sometimes sort of slice of life video is also uh well taken as well so um with that said i you know i'm not going through a ton of statistics let's just all assume that video equals more effective than not video okay let's just kind of agree we i think we all know that to be true um you know i i, I want you to also just know that there's an adage out there um you know my my cruddy video is more effective than your not video. So even if you go out and you flub it, you know, you have the authenticity um, angle that I mentioned early, but even if you do like a not so great video, you need to put it out there. And and then the, the dirty little secret is that your, um, you know, you are the exact same <laughs> whether the camera is rolling or not. So you really need to think about your impression of yourself and your confidence level. If you're walking around interacting with people throughout the day, but there's something keeping you from taking that quote unquote risk of making a recording of that, then you've got a little self-searching to do. And that's, you know, that's just a little charge. I mean, we, we all face it. Um, you know, maybe it different aspects of our life, you know, but what is it that's really going on there when you don't want to put yourself in front of the camera and, and share that out with people? Um, and I think if you take a deep, hard look at that, you'll be better off for it. Okay. Um, you're awesome. All right. You know, you're awesome. So don't be scared to put yourself on camera. Okay. Whatever it is that you're fearful of, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. You're, you're awesome. Trust me. You've got more going for you and more potential than you're giving yourself credit for. That's why you're in real estate. That's why you're in sales. Okay, so we've established that realtors would greatly benefit themselves and their clients by doing video. What are some video types? Okay, well, I came up with four. I'm sure this is not a comprehensive list, but it's a good Comp it's a good stab at a comprehensive list of video types. So the, the most obvious one out there is, um, and the most popular, is the home tour, okay? Featured home, open house tour. There's not a lot of thought to this. Um, it's the, probably the easiest, most accessible for us to do without creating content. We'll get into content creation in a minute because the house is there. I've always said, you know, Shh, don't tell anybody. Houses do the heavy lifting when we're selling, okay? It's like, well, what do we need the realtor for? Well, okay, we do a lot of work. We do a tremendous a lot of work. But but the truth is, the product sells itself. Now, real estate is very complicated. It's very drawn out. There's lots of different interests and stuff. So that's really why the realtor's there. But why... The, the houses sell themselves. It's what people like. They can see the pictures. They can walk in. They can do it. It's our job to point things out. So the point of saying that the houses sell themselves is when you do these types of videos, there's not a lot that you can, can of preparation that you have to do. Now, 
That being said, I do know some realtors out there that do an exceptional job of this simplified approach to video. They're very good at thinking about what the consumer is thinking. What aspects of the house should they draw out in their video? So there is the ability to apply your creativity to this simpler approach of doing video. If anything, you might want to get started there. Second uh, group of videos that I identified, um, public service announcements or community engagement videos. Now, this is the total opposite. You can The sky is the limit here, all right? The sky is the limit. If you've got a market fair coming up, if there's a parade, if there's a community event, you know, you can go and do a video on it. Get people, give people who are coming into town to visit, give them ideas on where to park, give them ideas on how to enjoy it better, give them a tour of the town. Or, you know, your mind is the only limit on this one. I've seen people um, go ahead and try to engage local businesses. That's a fairly uh, common approach. And do a series on locally owned businesses or restaurants. Or Again, your mind is the only limitation you have here. And as long as you make the content valuable and enjoyable, you're serving the client. Um, Let me stop for a minute. What you're doing there is you're working on content creation, okay? You're putting something out there that has not been in front of the world before. So it's your, it's your chance to make an impression. And the whole idea about the video is to connect with the intended listener or audience and let them begin to know you, like you, and trust you to the extent extent that when you have that real life communication or interaction, they're, they're already part of the way to thinking about, maybe I'll work with this person, you know, because they've seen you enough time on video, they've heard what you've had to say, they've listened to a couple of bloopers or mistakes that you've made and feel like, hey, I, I think I could work with that person. And this can be somebody that you've never met, it can be somebody that you know peripherally and now they're going to get to know you professionally okay so that's the purpose of doing these videos and when you're creating content it's really important that you spend time on it to to make it valuable for the audience all right the third type of video would be um you know real estate hacks tips advice on um you know popular family things in the house you know things that'll just make the household work more smoothly you know one that sticks in my head is something to do with a dishwasher that somebody shared with me and and something to do with your fridge you know everybody's got a dishwasher everyone's got a fridge you know ways to get your dishwasher to perform better you know things like that video is a great way to deliver that type of message if you you know got um a list of springtime tips or, you know, winterizing your house for the winter. All these things would fall under this category. And again, the sky is really the limit. You are the director and the producer here. Now, the fourth, and this is where I want to focus today. Here I am 11 minutes into the podcast and I'm already just starting to get to it, but I had to really set this up. So here you're going to take your business and you're going to put it into um, into a series of videos. Okay. And 
why would you do that? Well, you're what you're doing at the same time is all of the things I've said heretofore. You know, you're connecting with clients, potential clients. You're getting them to a position, giving them the ability to know, like, and trust you. But now you're going to start talking about your business and what they can expect from you. And that's called systematizing. Wait, what's systematizing? Okay, well, systematizing, the best way to understand it, I came up with a few examples. Um, you know, basically, we don't want to reinvent the wheel every time we're called to do something that's fairly routine in our lives. So uh, meal preparation comes to mind. You know, the whole point of meal preparation is you don't have to heat up the stove six times during the week or seven times during the week. You do it once, you cook a large amount, you know, break it apart. Um, having different laundry baskets for your bright articles of clothing and your, your white articles of clothing so that when it comes time to do the laundry, you don't have to separate, right? You separate when you're throwing it away. You're throwing it in and you're separating at the same time. Hey, I'm saving time. Um, filing your receipts in folders rather than just sticking them all in one place and then having to refile them and separate them later is a form of systematizing. Okay. Um, the entire goal of systematizing is to do things less often and more efficiently. People put systems in place to free up time, and then they have more time to do what they enjoy, whatever they choose, whether, you know, and you can fill in the blank, all right? Whether it's sitting on the couch, taking the dog for a walk, you know, going to the movies, reading a book, exercising, you name it. Here's an example of anti of a opposite of systematizing. So have you ever had to, for some reason, grocery shop in a store, in a grocery store that was not your regular grocery store? Okay. How frustrating is that? You know, you get used to the aisles, you know exactly where things are, and you can bust through the grocery store in uh, a really, a really quick fashion. Now, don't don't bring up the um, pre-order pickup or delivery grocery. That's a whole different uh, discussion. Uh, something that I'll look into. But if you if you walk the aisles of the grocery store that you're used to, you can be pop 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 in and out because you just know exactly where the soup you like is and the ketchup and the and you know the the brands are and the cereal and all that stuff. When you go into a brand new store, that systematizing is gone. You know, and so it takes you twice as long. So what if you could systematize and serve your clients in a meaningful way and attract new business at the same time? Wouldn't that be so awesome? All right. Yes, if it would, you can't say no to this. If you can conquer your irrational fear, and it is a fear and it is irrational. Okay. If you can conquer that, then this is a fantastic step forward in your business, okay? So I did a quick calculation, and I estimate you could save almost a week, okay? Now, 36 hours. Now, for most of us, that's about <laughs> you know half of a, a real estate week, but you know the 40-hour the week is, is a really common number. Um, you can save about 36 hours if you do this all the way. And the way I came up with that is, you know, you got six conversations, that you have 
throughout a transaction with your buyer. You've got about six conversations that you're always going to have with your sellers throughout a transaction. Now that is, that is less than you actually have, but these are conversations that you are going to have. Okay. You're going to have the pre listing. You're going to have the, the pre showings. You're you know, you're going to have the, the, what to expect now in the home. You're going to have these conversations. So why not have them on video and have them ready and deliver them to your consumer when you're ready and you know it's time to go. So you could save, if you calculate that out, if you do 24 transactions a year, that's 12 conversations at 15 minutes each. That's, that turns out to 36 hours. And what would you do with an extra week? Or if we're doing real estate hours, an extra half a week. That's a lot of time. So I came up, the, as I mentioned earlier, sitting at a conference, um, next to this lady we didn't talk the entire time and then when it was over she and i you know exchanged uh information and started talking nice lady thank you very much marlene stone out of texas um you know she wanted to systematize in this way using a system called bomb bomb which is a video series um and in addition i had a new new agent in my office turns out be a very, very sharp character um, and a very strong agent. Um, and he's new to the business. Again, he had been in the business before. Uh, but, but Derek Whiteside was coming to um, a session. You know, I have a few new agents in the office. So I was developing content for the new agents, you know, things that they needed to learn after real estate school, but before they went out and worked in the field. And uh, he couldn't make it. Something came up that was very important. And he said, you know, it would be great if you had these on video. Um, and I said, wow, that's a really good idea. Thank you. So I ended up putting them on podcast just due to the duration, you know, because you do have time constraints with video. Um, you know, you can't go so long because of the size of the file and stuff. So I took Derek's idea and I started every time I did a class, I would go in and hit the podcast machine and put it out there for people. So kind of putting all this stuff together, I thought, this is a genius idea. So I don't want to leave you hanging. I want to give you some suggested content, and you can see it written in the notes below. I'll post it so you can copy it and paste it. Um, but, you know, I want you to make it your own. It's going to work a lot better for you. So I'm going to start with the sellers. And, um, again, I came, up with, I came up with six conversations that you're going to have. And then the part two of this, I'll do, I'll do the buyers. And then I'll also get into some of the mechanics that you'll go through to sort of process this out and where are you going to put it? How are you going to film it and stuff like that? Because if you're new to video, those are all unknowns to you. All right. Content wise though, here's your, here's your suggested content for sellers. All right. The first one, what can you expect getting ready for the initial con consultation? These are sellers. So you're going to do a video with that topic or that thread. Hey, let's get to know each other. You know, I got to know you. You got to know a little bit about me. Build a rapport. Okay. That's, this is you talking to the consumer. Now that I'm here, would you please show me your home? I'm going to want to see your house. I'm going to walk, walk around, get a feel for how you feel about the house. Let you point out the highlights, point out the upgrades 
you know, what I sometimes even say, show me the good, bad, and the ugly, all right? You know, I want to see it all. I need to see it all if I'm going to represent you, okay? This is going to be a time for you to ask me anything, okay? And I want you to tell me your expectations. As a seller of a house, what do you expect of me? What do you, in your head, what am I going to be doing? Because I want to make sure I do that. I'm there to serve you. And it's going to be important for me to know what your needs are time-wise. What are your needs financially? You know, what are you, what are you expecting or hoping to get out of this? Where are you going to go? Do you have a plan? Can I help you with that? You know, these are all important topics that you can have during this first video. And then I'm going to explain what I will do for you. What can you expect from me? And this is all pre-listing, okay? All right, video number two. You're going to list with me. You've decided to list with me. You know, we. what is going to happen now that you've made the decision to pull the trigger? All right. Now your video content begins. Hey, I think first thing we got to do is establish a value. Notice I didn't put that in video number one. You don't want to give that value out, you know, before you get that commitment, right? Number two, we're going to give that seller a net sheet. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, you can expect from me to provide you with an estimated net once the sale is complete, okay? What does that mean? That means part of that net sheet is a commission discussion, all right? So you're going to have that conversation, and I would bring that up in the video, all right? We're going to discuss an entry strategy. Well, what's an entry strategy? An entry strategy is going to be based on what's going on in the market climate at the minute. How many listings are on the market? What are rates doing? Are there a lot of pendings? What have the solds in the last six, eight, nine months shown in the market? Okay, that's your entry strategy. I'm going to expect you to perform certain repairs or activities to market your house, and I will go over them with you at this time. We'll discuss an open house schedule. We'll talk about lock boxes and signs and what sort of access you want to provide to the house. And then we'll go through a discussion about data entry and syndication. What is syndication? What does that mean? Well, more and more, this is an extremely important conversation and interest level of the seller. So I would bring it up. Know your syndicates, know IDX, and be able to talk about it to them as well. And lastly, we'll talk about showings, when and how they want to receive information on showings. All right, video three. Your listing is live. Okay. Once your listing is live with me, we'll discuss how long can we expect before we get an offer. What do we expect when we get an offer? What's that going to look like? How will I reach you? How will you like to be communicated with? Okay. What if we don't get an offer? How often am I going to communicate with you during the week? When's acceptable to expect a response from me? How I like to be communicated with. Should you get an offer, but it's contingent? Should you consider that? What does that mean, a contingent offer? How do I protect myself if I get a contingent offer? And do deals fall apart? And if so, what does that mean? Okay, so those are the conversations that you're going to have on video number three, when the listing goes live. I like to call it the splash period. 
Okay, that's a really important period during a life of a listing. All right, video four. Oh, I fibbed. I think I've got seven instead of six. Video four. We got an offer. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Now what? Da -da, I'm loving it. Okay, well, we've got an offer. What are we going to do? Well, we're going to sit down. We're going to talk about it. We're going to discuss what is the price. All right, we're going to talk about the loan type. And what does that mean? We're going to talk about the concessions. And we're going to talk about the contingencies. What is the downside? When will it close? All right. Okay, and there's other things that you're putting in that I'm not mentioning that you're thinking of. Why didn't Jankovic say this? Well, put it in. That's why it's going to be your video, not mine. Okay. Fifth. Fifth video. You're under contract. Now what? All right, well, it's time to get ready for the home inspection. It's time to get ready for the appraisal. It's time to get ready for the termite moisture inspection. You want to start to pack. You want to start setting up utility transfers or cancellation. That's a good idea to coordinate that with the other agent too. You want to have a backup plan because sometimes things don't work out just in case. And then you're going to expect me and can expect me to be checking in on the buyer's loan process. Okay. Video number five, pre-closing to close date. Okay. This is really like pretty much after all the contingencies are done and inspections are done and what can you expect all right well you're going to expect me to continue to communicate with the title company i need to hear if there's any special needs from you i need you to communicate with the title company i need you to make sure your funds are there and set up a secure way to get those funds transferred okay we're going to talk about wire fraud in this video and how it's real and it needs to be treated deadly seriously. And we're also going to give them the expectation that the second that the house closes, that money is not going to be available to them. Okay. So it can take time and they need to be aware of that. Okay. All right. Last video is going to be, I have it marked as six, but it's really the seventh one post closing activities. All right, I need to be available for contingencies, things that pop up. You need to be available for contingencies and things that pop up. I want you to please leave your openers on the counter. Make sure all the manuals for the major systems and appliances are in a drawer. Um, any special instructions for the, uh, a real popular one is you know, the gate code or the, the um, thing that opens the garage, the code that opens the, the remote opener. These are all things that I'm going to get a call on. If there's a mailbox key, um, these are all things that I, I need help from you with. So let's make sure they're all available. Um, I need you to know that you will get an escrow check later in the mail. So make sure that your mortgage company has your forwarding address. Okay, because you've got an escrow and the, now that the payments have been made, you'll, be, you'll get some money back. Um, have you forwarded your mail? And how do you want them to handle things that slip through the cracks? Because the, the post office is not perfect. We know that, okay? Um, and, and this is a really good time since you've done such an awesome job. Since I've done such an awesome job with you, I'm going to remind you that 
friends, friends, families, and others, I would love the chance to work with them, okay? So you want to set that seed in their head that you're in business to grow your business. So take the time now to set to plant the seed. Who can I be thinking of to tell and recommend you later, okay? I'm going to ask you for an exit survey. How many of you have ever done that? Hey, I, I know we're done. I know you're busy. But you just take a minute and give me some feedback on how, how the process went. What did you think? I mean, if you really want to be on the ball, put together a little, a little survey, a little questionnaire. Okay? Make it easy for them. Would you consider giving me a review? Okay, I'm going to be asking you for a review, a review at the end of the process. I'll make it really easy for you. I appreciate it so much. And I'll be sure to give you a, a nice uh, gift card to Starbucks if you do. Okay? And again, remind them of referrals. So those are the video ideas. I wanted to not just give you the idea of doing it, but I wanted to provide you the content, possible content that you could utilize in your videos. I'm going to break here and end part one of one, one of two, and, and go ahead and start part two of two, where I will deal with the same content, but with buyers. And I'll also get into some more of the mechanics of, of how you're going to get the video out there. Thanks for joining me on Mission Forge. This is where iron sharpens iron. I hope this is content that is extremely valuable to you, of stream value to you. I don't think there's a lot of other places you can readily get this. Um, I'm sharing it out because I think that it's important that we all up our game. All right. It's, that's the antidote for staying in business is up your game and you got to get out of your darn comfort zone. Get off the couch. Thanks for joining me and check out my Facebook group called Mission Forge. Thanks everybody.